Hi, I'm Tiffany. And I'm Rachel. And we like to celebrate the many mom badges we as moms earn every day. So if you're hiding from your kids like we are, you're in the right spot. Welcome to Mom Badge Podcast. And today we are talking about being a mom. And this actually originated from a phone call I had a few months back with somebody who asked what my occupation was. And I said, oh, I'm just a stay-at-home mom. And the lady on the other line, very, very... uh, Emphatically? Yeah, yeah, Yeah. emphatically. was like, no, you are not just a mom. By saying just a mom, it's like you're degrading yourself when you are doing one of the best jobs in the world. And you put so much effort into your household and wear so many hats by saying just a mom downplays all you do. Yes. And it really changed my perspective. Yeah. And I just love moments like that where you can be like, oh my goodness, you're right. I do so much for my family that I'm not just a mom, Mm -hmm. I am a mom. Yeah. (laughs) And I can say that proudly. And so that's what we are talking about today is I'm not just a mom. Badge. (laughs) Badge. Yeah. Yeah. Because really like, I think, I think in a lot of ways, especially we tend to be like, oh, this is all we do. You know, because I feel like almost you have to, like, justify yourself. I I feel like sometimes we're put in a no-win situational box, right? Mm -hmm. Where, you know, there's guilt on either side of the box. No matter where you're standing in this box, we're being put guilt on. When the fact is, the fact, whatever you're doing is amazing. Yeah. Right. The thing is, is being a mom is hard and it's tough and it's wonderful and it's glorious and no matter how you choose to be a mom if it's working staying at home maybe doing both Mm -hmm. you're doing an amazing job and don't diminish that don't diminish it i love it that's our warrior call it is and i feel like sometimes i don't know if it's like societal judgment or our own judgment on ourselves we tend to downplay everything we do yeah and sometimes it's okay to stand up you brush out all the cookie crumbs out of your hair and bra and you put on all those badges <laughs> that you've earned and you say you know what i'm a bad <laughs> can we say that can we say that i don't know we can bleep I that don't out know. but like this we are amazing you are amazing yes. and we are not just a mom you know what i do no. all day do you want do you really want to know okay I'm, I'm a slave to the toilet okay i you know <laughs> i basically help children Ugh. go to the bathroom all day every day okay <laughs> we do dishes there's noses to wipe there's homework to help with there's backpacks on the floor there's shoes and socks everywhere like this is this is a mom and this is what we do and it is hard and why do we diminish it i think it also is almost helpful to like list things 
you know, yeah, all the things well, you I'm do. I'm a list maker. Well, and I was like, because as I was thinking about this episode, I was like, you know what? Moms do a lot. Like, you're a personal chef. You're a maid. Uh-huh. I, did you see that? Have you ever seen that thing on Facebook where it's like, being a mother is like, falling out of an airplane and helping everybody else open up their parachutes and then you don't get your parachute open and you hit the ground and you get up and you make dinner you yeah know? <laughs> that's kind of how it feels like on most days it does and then my friend like commented below and she's like and then everybody would complain about the meal because <laughs> <laughs> that's true because that's true <laughs> Rachel has there ever been a moment in your motherhood where you degraded yourself because you felt inferior to others the real question is was has there been a day in my motherhood where i haven't felt that way oh especially with four kids you know because i've got ranges from teenage all the way down to one toddler yeah so i mean and, and i wonder truly how many moms feel this way because i feel like especially with those teenage years and these pre adolescents i it's rough you know know? it is rough it's rough stuff and the your kids will be very quick to point out all of your flaws it's Um, really true yeah (laughs) yeah well you never do this you know and it's easy to internalize it you know and be like they're right you know yeah i never do that you know the thing is is you're never gonna there's no such thing as perfection perfection is an ideal it's not a place that you can dwell in so there's no such thing as perfect and something that I've learned as a mom and maybe this is just like from years and years and years of feeling like I didn't contribute and I was a failure is that mothering comes in all different styles Mm -hmm. and I can't compare myself to Betty next door because she does things differently than me that's that's apples and oranges. So I think what I would say, Rach, is you're not failing, number one. All your kids are amazing. I've met them all multiple times. <laughs> well, they I mean, the question is, kids. Tiff, like, have you ever felt that way too? Well, yeah, of course I've had my moments. Yeah. But I've also had days where I'm like, hey, I rocked today as a mom. I've had those moments. Maybe I'm just a really negative person and I only am like, oh, I should have done that today, but I didn't. Well, I think you don't feel good and I think that you're just focusing (laughs) on that part. (laughs) Maybe it has been because I'm feeling (laughs) under the weather today. Maybe that's why. Yeah, I think so because I've definitely been with you. An inordinate amount of TV today. Um, (laughs) She was very happy. That's a parenting win. That's okay, you didn't feel good. You took care of yourself. You didn't push yourself. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's okay. That's self-care, right? That's self-care. <laughs> hey, you know what? If every job and employment gives you two days off a week from seeing those people, you don't get that as a mom. No, no. It's true. It's a 24-hour, seven-day-a-week seven job. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Give yourself a little bit of grace. You're going to fail sometimes. It's just going to happen. Yeah. Learn from it. Move on. Yeah. Tough love. Maybe I shouldn't have watched those coaching, those life coaching shows today. You probably shouldn't have watched the life coaching show today, <laughs> but it's still great. Because I'm pumped really, up. We really enjoyed it. So. 
Well, the thing is, is like I learned a long time ago, just in life in general, that some of the most beautiful things come from failing. Mm -hmm. Like sometimes those raw moments produce beautiful results Mm -hmm. and it's not really a failure in the end. It's just a jumping stone to the next thing. So if you're feeling like you're a failure, you're not. You're having little moments. But in the big scheme of things, you're amazing. You're amazing, Tiff. No. I guess I should say yes because we're empowering today. Uh-huh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I should accept the compliment. That's my hard part is like when people give me compliments, I'm like, no, I'm not. <laughs> See, now you're downgrading yourself, Tiff. I know. Why do we do that? I don't know. Maybe it's like this like social thing that we're like, oh, we need to like not act like we're boastful and be like, oh, I know. I had a roommate in college who said that, and I loved her so much for being like that. Like, I was like, hey, you, dude, you've got, like, the best hair ever. She's like, I know. Doesn't it look great today? You know? <laughs> and so she like, and I'd be like, I love she hanging out with it. you. She's like, I love hanging out with me too. You know? And she was just, like, so confident, confident. in herself, and I loved it. Isn't confidence, like, just, like, a magnet? It is, Yeah. 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 How do we, how as moms do we become confident? Isn't that like the million dollar question? I don't know. Somebody tell me and then I'll know. Yeah. There are some days where I, yeah, truly where I'm like, you know what? This mom thing is great. And I'm doing a pretty decent job. I'm doing an okay job at this. You know? Yeah. And then there are some days where it's like, well, the kids were in bed at 530. And (laughs) I laid on the bed and my husband was like, you doing okay as my brain's melting out of my ears, you know? And (laughs) yeah, I know I've never been there. I've never been there where I like after dinner, gotten up and just went to bed. Yeah. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Put myself in bed. I'm like, well, the teenager can figure it out. Yeah. I give up on today. I give up on today. I don't give Tomorrow's up on a you, new day. just today. Today just is today. done. In the words of Dr. Seuss, today is gone, today is done, tomorrow is another one. I love it so much. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I need that on a shirt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a good... That's my workout shirt. Yeah. <laughs> Every day from here to there, funny things are everywhere. Oh, so it's so funny true. because... Uh, there's an article in the newyorkpost.com and it says being a mom is the equivalent of two and a half full-time jobs because they say a mom works an average of 14 hour days all day every day seven days a week yeah and it's emotionally draining 90 percent of the time yeah so in total it makes a mother's work week a whopping 98 hours of work Mm -hmm. um and its survey also reveals that the average mom gets just 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 gets one hour and seven minutes of time to herself every day. So that's a little over a lunch hour. So we don't even get breaks, y'all. Like in the state of California, this would be illegal. You know, in most states like, that would be illegal. Most states, but especially the state of California. <laughs> <laughs> I that just kind of just makes me sad and. I think it's time for a, a mom illusion. Yes. I just made up that word. Do you like it? Yeah, it's like mom vice. 
Yeah. 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 Mama Lucian. Yeah. So that's like something else that can empower us that, you know what? I am not just a mom, but the fact that, you know what? I do this all day, every day, you know? Yeah. That's empowering. And there really isn't an off time. You know, there's no. never a time when you are not a mother. We need some mom tr- mom retreats. Really? That's so true. That'd be awesome. Mom retreats? Like, like every every three months, like every quarter mm-hmm. of the fiscal year. Yeah. And I mean, I just can't even imagine like, well, I feel like when I went to work, it was harder. Yeah. Because I felt like all those expectations of being an at-home mom were still on me. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I can't even imagine adding one more job. Oh, my gosh. Sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, moms, you guys are amazing and you're going to make me cry. Didn't Jim Gaffigan say, what's it like having four kids? And he said, like, just imagine you're drowning and then someone hands you a baby. Like, I just feel like that's how all motherhood is. You know, just imagine you're drowning and somebody hands you a baby. Well, and then it's like you get used to, like, you feel like you finally are in a groove. Mm-hmm. And then you hit a speed bump. Yeah. And, and then your kid hits, like, out. a new developmental age. And then they, like, throw uh-huh. a ball at your head. Yeah. yeah. And then yeah. you're, like, blindsided by it. And you're like, I didn't see this one coming. <laughs> None <laughs> of the parenting like... books <laughs> told me about this. Should we go down the rabbit hole? Yeah, let's go down that rabbit hole. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> Tip, you go first. Okay. So as I was like really thinking about this subject, Rach, I was thinking about how we as moms kind of deprive our feelings a little bit. Mm -hmm. We don't really express ourselves for the better, for the betterment of our family. I don't know if you've ever felt that way. Yeah. I mean, I tend to like, just be like, you know what? I don't want to explode on my kids. Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah. So um, I found this article, and it's from happyyouhappyfamily.com. And the article is is by Kelly Combs, and it's how to be a happy mom. Science says do these seven things. Mm-hmm. And I really like this Let's a lot because are. it's, yeah. yeah, it's backed by science. Yeah, science. I like science. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Science. Anyway, so it the first one science, is... But it's backed by science. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So the first one is label your feelings. Use a word or two to describe how you're feeling, starting with, I'm feeling frustrated or I'm feeling annoyed. This is why it works. When you are stressed, your brain, or most more specifically, your amygdala mm-hmm. of your brain becomes hyper vigilant. Your brain interprets even the smallest of everyday annoyances as the greatest threat against your survival. Oh my gosh, this the, is so true. This is God yeah. science. Science. <laughs> <laughs> the amygdala, it this is that's the amygdala at work. But labeling your emotions in just a few words tells your amygdala, ah, amygdala. amygdala That's a rough to word. settle down. Yeah. I know. Like, say that 10 times fast while turning in a circle. I don't think you can do it. So, um, okay. So, one important caveat, it, the phrasing, I fi- I'm feeling angry, 
is important to compare to I'm angry. The extra word feeling helps you separate the emotion you're experiencing from your sense of self. Interesting. Yeah, I love, I just love this article a whole bunch. It's a lot easier to overcome anger when you're, when you label it as something you're feeling instead of something you are. You are not the hot-headed anger dude from the movie Inside Out. You're just feeling angry feeling. Yeah. It's just a feeling. It's not who you are. I believe in power in words. I strongly believe in it. Mm-hmm. And so when you're saying, I'm angry, that's like an introduction. So I totally get it. Yeah. So that's how my little brain processed that one. So number two, do three rounds of three, one, six. To catch your body from unleashing a full-fledged of flight or fright response, do this. Breathe in for three seconds. Count out one, 1,000, two, 1,000, three, 1,000 in your head and make sure you do not rush it. Hold the breath for one second. Excel for six seconds. Okay, so you breathe in for three. Yep, you're going to breathe in for, for three. One, and then breathe out for six. For six. Um, and you're going to repeat it one to three times. As you excel, you might notice that you're feeling calmer. This is because this breathing technique stops your body's stress response and lowers your heart rate. Oh. I mean, it's like box breathing. Have you ever heard of that? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's a lot like that. Yeah. This is more like a wonky rectangle breathing. Yeah. Well, I feel like it's a cheat code for your body. Yeah. I got all nerdy. Wonky triangle coding breathing. Yeah. Yeah. I think it works though. Yeah. We should try it. Okay. So number three, say it's not about me. Let's say you discovered your kid took money from your wallet and lied to you about it. Reframe the situation by saying... It's not about me. She must be having a bad day. To be clear, the point of this trick is not to excuse inappropriate behavior from your kid. Mm -hmm. The goal is to keep your temper in check so you can deal with the situation in a productive way. Interesting. I really, really love this. And she went on to say, when fear and stress are involved, your brain is flat out incapable of of learning anything from the situation. Your child's brain is. And so it says, and my guess is you'd rather that your kid learn an important lesson than cower in fear. True. That's a true story. So I just really, really liked that. You're removing yourself from the behavior and addressing the behavior Mm -hmm. itself. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So removing removing your emotion from the behavior. Because when your kid steals from you, it can hurt. Yeah, I don't think I'd be very happy with that. Yeah, that would that would require the breathing technique, yeah. a self-timeout, and then the discussion. Yeah. <laughs> and you know what? It's okay to figure out your process. Number four. How many of these are there? Uh, there's seven. <laughs> I don't want to like reduce it to just the sentence of the subject because I feel like there's so much good information. Yeah. yeah. All right. So number four is hug it out. 
Remember this from number one. When you experience a negative emotion, the amygdala of your brain comes to life like an overreactive car alarm. Then your brain shuts down to logic and interprets every little thing as a threat. To find happiness as a parent, you need your amygdala to chill out. One reliable way to do this is hug a loved one. Because when you hug the right way, you get happy chemicals, oxycotton, serotonin flowing. Those are chemicals that boost your mood and promote bonding. In particular, oxy... I feel like I'm saying it wrong. Oxytocin. That's totally what it is. That's a fun word to say. It is a fun word to say. Okay, so here's the important part of a hug. You need to hold a hug for six seconds in order to get this benefit. Really? I want to hug my kids more. All right. So number five is shake it up. You've probably already heard that exercise boosts your endorphins when a chemical, which is the chemical that helps you fight stress. Exercise also prompts your body to release a special protein called BDNF, which stands for brain derived neurotopic factor. This is a protein is like a reset switch for your brain. So you typically feel at ease and happier after exercising. Mm. And after an angry outburst, physical activity helps flush the adrenaline from your system. Yeah. So and then they're like you're busy. So it's like you can't go on an hour run long every time you get frustrated. So she like recommended like family dance party. Yeah, totally. Yeah. You know, just get your bodies moving. Anyway, next one. This one I really thought of you, but it's called Hack Your Sleep. Oh, let's hear about it. If you're not getting enough sleep, you're missing out on a big win when it comes to being a happy mom. Unless you happen to be part of the tiny, tiny percent who thrive on less than seven hours of sleep at night. That's not me. Research it. If you're listening to this, know that Rachel (laughs) needs her sleep. And I'm thankful to have a husband who understands this. Yes, I got to have my sleep. But they give optimal lengths of naps. And, okay, so she says the optimal length of nap depends on what effect you're going for. And this is what I thought was really interesting. Because I never even, like, really thought of this before. Mm -hmm. For a quick boost of energy, focus on 25 minutes or or less. What? If, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. Like a power nap. Yeah. Like a power nap. If you nap between 30 and 85 minutes, you'll probably wake up pretty groggy. Mm Mm-hmm. For a deep sleep, set your alarm to 90 minutes because that's a full sleep cycle. And then the last one is challenge yourself to five good acts. Science shows that in happy relationships, you need a ratio of 5% positive interactions to every one negative interaction. If you're feeling like your quest to be a happy mom is in danger, Make sure to get five positive interactions on the books as fast as possible. Interesting. It's called the five to one ratio. It's kind of like Seven Eleven. They say for every for every good ex- experience somebody has, they'll tell seven people. But for every negative experience someone have has, they'll tell eleven people. Oh, I believe that. Yeah. And this doesn't say it, but I love keeping a gratitude journal. Mm-hmm. Kind of grounds me. But one of my favorite pages in my gratitude journal is I write down the compliments people give me. Oh, that's beautiful, Tiff. And it's it really, really helps me. But I do, I have like a whole page dedicated to the compliments I've received. And they're not just like, 
you know, everyday mm-hmm. compliments. They're like the compliments people have gone out of their way to give me. So, yeah, that was my rabbit hole. And it was a lot of fun. I really read this article, you guys. This lady's a genius. Yeah, I got to go back. I got to go through and read that and like hang it up on my wall. Well, okay, it's funny you say that because she has a free printable where you can print out the seven quick solutions. Really? Yeah. So if you go on her website, which is in our show notes, you can get her. You can go ahead and snag that free printable. And like I would totally laminate it, but that's just because I got a laminator now and I want to laminate everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That is fun when you get a laminator and you're like, what can I laminate this doll? All right, are you ready for my rabbit hole? I sure am. So this is totally off the topic of I'm not just a mom. This is kind of more of I thought it was just a blast. And anyway, <laughs> so this is a BuzzFeed article. And it's a would you rather for parents with young children. (laughs) Do we get to play it? Yes. We are going to play (gasps) the would you rather for parents. I'm so excited right now. (laughs) I told you this was going to be a fun one. That's why I made you go first. Okay. (laughs) Tiff. Okay, this is for you. I can't believe how excited I am. Would you rather try to have your child try an adventurous vegetable for one meal? Or eat chicken nuggets every night for a week. Oh, I not only would have them try the vegetable, I record it because it's worth it. (laughs) (laughs) That's actually what I chose too. So I chose try to have your child choose an adventurous vegetable for one meal. Because (laughs) chicken nuggets every night for a week, I don't even want to know what that would do to my digestive tract. So that's just showing me how old I am. So actually 64% of parents said that they would rather have their kids have the vegetable and 36% said they would (laughs) rather eat chicken nuggets every night for a week. Would you rather change a hundred smelly diapers in one day or hear the same children's song a hundred times in one day? Oh my gosh. For some reason that just sounds terrible. I know both of them are terrible. Like let's be honest. But it's which one is less terrible in your mind? I almost want to say the diapers. Really? You would say the diapers? Here's why. Because if I listen to a song a hundred times, that it's going to be like a thousand times because that song's going to get stuck in my head. Yes. It's like on Inside Out when it's like the triple dance. Come in. Yes. We just watched that movie the other day. so did we. That's why it's on my mind. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. You know, I'd still take it. You'd still take that over hearing the same children's song a hundred times in one day. So this will surprise yeah. you because 74% of parents said that they would rather hear the same children's song several hundred times in one uh, day. Here's the, here's the hard, cold truth. I haven't had to continuously change a diaper in four, in 13 years. Do you know how much money in diapers that would oh be? Oh my gosh, that's like a whole box of diapers. That's like oh. 40 bucks. Maybe I'm changing to the song. Yeah, I mean, seriously, the <laughs> song's cheaper and you know what? Like, you can never listen to it ever again after that. But you're still going to have to change diapers the next day. Okay, next one. Would you rather have your child take an extra long nap in the afternoon or have your child sleep in in the morning? So this is for young kids. I should be specific. Parents with okay, young children. So say it again. Have your child take an extra long nap in the afternoon or have your child sleep in in the morning? I'd much rather them sleep in in the morning. See, I chose have a extra long nap in the afternoon. 
because I have kids that get up in the morning and... But I love my mornings. Like, I love my morning time. Yeah. They both sound very luxurious. Don't they? I mean, can't we have both? I mean, can we not? I vote for both. I vote for both. That's what we... We would rather have both. All right. (laughs) Would you rather have your kids interrupt a work video conference or have your kids interrupt your sleep in the middle of the night? Work video conference. Yeah, that's what I chose too. And 61% said they'd rather have their kid interrupt a video conference. I mean, come on. Think about all the times your kids have woken you up in the middle of the night. Bad dream. Accident in bed. Throwing up. It's never good. It's never gonna it's never gonna yeah. end well for you. Yeah. Next. Okay, would you rather have to remove bubble gum from your kids' hair or have to remove permanent marker from your living room wall? Oh. That's easy. Bubble um permanent marker. <laughs> permanent really? marker for sure. Yeah, one hundred percent. For okay, sure. So for reals, we have matte paint all over our house. I hate it so, so much. And when we were building our house, I tried to get the builder to paint our house in eggshells. So, you know, I could use a magic eraser to wipe off my walls with everything. And I don't want to get into it, but they didn't. So I (laughs) chose actually bubblegum because I feel like that would be easier for me than to get permanent marker off my walls, to tell you the truth. I hear what you say, but there's this stuff called the pink stuff from England. And apparently it gets everything off i'm gonna try it but wait wait i'm gonna google this <laughs> i will link it up in the show notes and you guys tell me what you think but i've heard such amazing stuff about this product Ooh, let's see what it has on amazon okay so it has like almost five full stars on amazon yeah. it's all over the tick talk oh so i mean if that would if that would help me get Yes, permanent marker off my matte walls any day of the week. Then you'd pick that. I don't know. Let's try it. Yeah, we got to try it. The stats, 69% of people would rather um, remove permanent marker off their walls than the 31% who chose gum in the hair. Yeah, because I bet they all have a child like mine who has the most tender head known to man. Oh, I forgot about your tender-headed kid. Yeah, yeah. yeah. My kids are fine. I can rake their yank. hair with a yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. no i could no. use a rake to comb my kids hair and they'd be fine you know no we have specialized brushes in this house yeah <laughs> <laughs> dang it <laughs> all right next one would you rather your kid master going to bed on time at a super early age or your kid master potty training at a super early age go to bed on time yeah always go to bed on time always go to bed on time surprisingly Though 54% of people said they want to have their kids master potty training super early. That's weird to me. Me too. Okay. Because like (laughs) if they're really young, like literally they have to go potty at least every 20 minutes. Yeah. You know? So that means no road trips. You can't go anywhere. Well, I mean like potty in the back. And then you like have them go potty before you check out in the checkout line at the grocery store and then after you get out of the checkout line at the grocery store friends so listen to our potty training episode you'll understand our pain yes so only 40 i mean this one's like pretty even i would say this is almost 50 50 because 46 percent of people said if my child could master as a teenager going to bed on time even like the best scenario honestly 
getting a little tired like 45 minutes before and resting yeah that'd be my ideal yeah that'd be amazing it would be yeah it would be great (laughs) okay would you rather i know exactly what you're gonna say on this one too have your kids tidy (laughs) up after themselves without you asking or have your kids never ask for anything unnecessary when at the grocery store Tidy up 100%. I can leave my kid at home. It's so true. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, okay, so this is for young kids. So, I mean, you have to remember that. So, like, okay. Yeah, the struggle really is real. Like, when you're it in the grocery is. store and the and kid it's really wants something. Maddening. It is. But that's I, only like, I'd say probably around 5% of my oh, life. Yeah, I was going to say 3%. So, you're generous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, like, 95% of the other times, that's when my kids need to clean up and they yeah. don't. Like after themselves. Okay. <laughs> All right. So 91% of people said they would rather have their kids tidy up without without you having to ask. Oh, and I love I, that so much. I feel like the other 9% accidentally clicked the button. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Would you rather relax by enjoying dessert while the kids are away so they're not there? Or relax by taking a bubble bath while the kids are away. Dessert. Yeah. I chose the bubble yeah. bath. 64% really? of people chose the bubble bath. 36% oh, no. said dessert. Because then I'm dry and I can, like, do other things I want to do mm-hmm. and have, like, me time. Mm-hmm. You know, my, my kids are away. I can watch whatever show I want. Oh. Uh, while you're eating your dessert? Yeah. I mean, I can watch whatever show I want while I'm in the bubble bath, too. That's what laptops and cell phones are for, right? I I mean, I guess. This is where my dilemma comes because we have a standard tub in our house. Yeah, yeah. You don't have like a good tub. We haven't for like ever. No, you haven't ever. (laughs) So yeah, like I have a really good tub. You do have a a really good tub. tub. My tub, you can't. Yeah. Yeah, see, that's a little different because you're getting a massage, eating your ice cream, watching your favorite show. I, no, no, I'm not eating any food in there. I'm watching my show. Well, what, I thought the question was with dessert. Yeah, but you can't. You have to choose the bubble bath or dessert. You oh, no. I, chocolate? You're going to pass up chocolate? No, I'm yeah. keeping mine. Keeping mine. All right. Would you rather have someone else help with laundry until your kids turn 18 or have someone else cook all your family meals until your kids turn 18? Laundry. Oh, I'm cook the meals any day of the week. Yeah, that makes sense for you. You're a weird laundry weirdo. I do. Yeah, I'm a little neurotic <laughs> about my laundry. Yeah, 59% said have someone else cook their food. That's weird to me. Mm-hmm. All right, and that is the last of our would you rather. Oh, man. Um, <laughs> that took some weird twists. Near weird that twists. <laughs> so I think at the end of this, like wrapping it up, I think if we remember to take out the just, and because you're not just, you're not just a mom. No, you're, you're amazing. an amazing, magnificent woman. Yes. Wearing all these beautiful badges. Preach it. And um, just the fact that you're here listening to us makes you even cooler than it's anyone true. else around you. Especially in our eyes. <laughs> yeah, you're always <laughs> amazing to us. <laughs> Yes, it doesn't matter how you parent. It doesn't matter if you stay home or you go to work. We think you're the best. 
You're amazing. You guys work hard for those mom badges. And you know what? Wear those with a sense of pride. So do you think we earned our badge today? I think so. Yeah. I'm taking, I'm ripping that just down and throwing it down the disposal. It's no longer there. Yeah. Maybe you could just write bad ass mom. I'm, I'm going to have to bleep that, Rachel. Bad ass mom. <laughs> We would love to hear from you, so hit us up on Instagram, Facebook, or even send us an email. We want to know your stories, advice, and what we could do better. Also, don't forget to hit that subscribe button and tell your friends about us. You can also leave a review so other fantastic moms like you can find Mom Batch Podcast too. So moms, as we leave you this week, hold your cookie dough high and wear those mom badges proud as we salute you and all the hard work you do every day. Be sure to come back next week and find out what mom badge you earned. Well, right. moms, go wear those badges proud, and we'll see you next time on Mom Badge Podcast. See you then.